the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelo. And welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm so glad that you are here with us today. Thanksgiving has passed as has Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and Giving Tuesday. Who comes up with these days, I wonder? (laughs) (laughs) There is a little bit of fun to it, though, and they all signify that the holiday season is in full swing. And yes, while there is fun in it all and hopefully joy, the holiday season can feel a bit more like a merry-go-round sometimes. The added level of activity that the season brings can leave you feeling like you are spinning. Add to that divorce... And, well, you may just feel a bit out of control. And I think it's fair to say that that's not a feeling we want to feel very often or ever. So here at the Divorce Coaching Hour during the last couple of weeks, we've been talking to guests in our series called Divorce and the Holidays and learning from them about what we can do to manage the holiday season. We spoke to Denise French, a mediator, and we learned that we must remember what the season is really all about, the birth of Christ. And we also learned about how important planning is to your success through the season, as well as your mindset around it. We spoke to Mary Scally and Tammy Prince, interior designers, and we learned how your environment can influence your levels of stress, anxiety, and even depression. And we gained some practical tips and tools from them about how to improve our environment. We spoke to Chris Beck from Soberlink, and we learned great ways to manage the obligations, expectations, and possible conflicts that the season may bring by way of discussing their Navigating Divorce and the Holidays resource guide that you can find at Soberlink.com forward slash DCH. And today we will wrap up the series with Craig Haston, a family law attorney, and I know we will learn so much from him and his valued experience and expertise that will help you not only in this season, but far beyond. If you missed any of those episodes, make sure to catch them by podcast. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts by going to thedivorcecoachinghour.com or find them on kkht.com under the podcast tab under programs. Before we start our discussion with Craig, I want to remind you that this show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing. 
because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. So please remember to share the show with those whom you think could benefit. I must also remind you that we are not here to give you legal advice, and we certainly are not here to coach you to get a divorce. What we are here to do is to help you look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open, and based on those realities and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where it may lead. And now, Craig, welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate it. You asked me to come back and be here. I hope the last few times I was here was helpful, and hopefully we'll have a few things this time. Always is. And we hear mm-hmm. from people that listen to the show that the information is helpful. And, you know, the thing I think about as you're going through a divorce or considering divorce, you you kind of want to get that legal information, that advice, but you might be a little scared of what it might cost, right? And so thank you to you for being here and offering up that valuable expertise and experience um, to to people in a time of need when they might be afraid to be picking up the phone and calling an attorney. Well, hopefully we can uh, shed a little light on some things they can do during this talk that can help take some of the fear and unknown out of that at this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. And that's our goal. And so um, you've been practicing for what? Over 30 years now? Over 30 years. Wow. This past September was 30 years. Fantastic. And 30 years of marriage. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. That uh, is. I, my wife is a little bit nuts because she married me after I took the bar exam, but before I got my results. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's what's maybe, maybe that's the answer to a long term marriage is just. Being a little bit, uh, one of you being a little more confident than the other. Well, folks, as if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that Craig is my brother, and so his wife is my sister-in-law. And I have known my brother since, uh, well, as long as I've been alive. And I've known uh, his wife, my sister-in-law, since they started dating. And I would not say she's nuts at all because she married very smartly, as did he. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah, one of us is nuts. I'm pretty sure it's her because she married me. But you know what? I'm okay with that. That's all right. You guys have made a beautiful, wonderful family. Congratulations on your 30 years of marriage. Thank you. Thank you. And speaking of those 30 years, I can imagine you've seen a lot in divorce. I've seen just about everything there is to see. Nothing surprises me. Wow. If we could just have you on the show every time and talk about all of those experiences, that would probably help. I think the stories I tell could probably fill up at least a couple of years worth of lifetime uh, murder mystery yeah. law divorce shows. Well, yeah. maybe we'll we'll have you on the show even more because we're heading <laughs> into we're in our fourth year, so we've got and hopefully we'll be around for a lot longer, and yeah. we've got plenty of time, Hope God so willing, too. right? Uh, but in those thirty years, seeing all that you've seen, I'm sure you've seen some people go through divorce and handle divorce well. Uh, some not so well, and throw in the holidays. And so I'm wondering, this is kind of a big question, but is there one thing, whether the holidays or not, that you can see as like the ultimate key to success in divorce? And I know it's a little bit weird to say success in divorce, so let me rephrase that to uh, handling it well. Well, I've been thinking about this when you told me what the topic was, and and I don't want to, I mean, it's kind of a combination of things. I'm not really sure what the word would be when you put them all together, but number one, it's put yourself in the other person's shoes. Number two is communication. 
And number three is flexibility. I think those three things together are the keys to success for any time you have problems or you're going through a stressful time with your, whether you're, um, you're getting close to being separated, whether you are separated or whether you're on the back end of your divorce case and you're moving forward into your new life. Those three keys really are the things that will make you better able to resolve and diffuse any situations with your either your soon-to-be or your currently divorcing or recently past divorce spouse. Yeah, and I guess what comes to mind is that it's almost slowing down in a way, slowing down right. your thinking. Uh, right. Because if think about it, divorce, then think about the holidays along with that. We're, we can be a little amped up in the stress of the season, and certainly with divorce, right? And right. so when we're amped up, we tend to kind of not think about others, not think about how we're communicating and not plan. We're just reactive. Right. And I think a lot of problems that people have um, come from a point place of anxiety, you know, fear of the unknown. Um, the anxiety leads, the fear of the unknown leads to anxiety. The anxiety fear leads to you thinking things about the other person, about what they may be thinking, what their motives are, things that are not necessarily true, but you believe they are because your anxiety and your heightened level of awareness, your mind plays tricks on you. It, it, it makes you do and say things that you would not normally do. And the holidays just make it that much worse because you have, you're at that time of the year where you've got Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you've got Thanksgiving, you've got to people, school's out, situations are changing. Decorating got, the tree. Got Decorating how, the you know, who are the kids going to be with this year? Who, where are they going to be for Christmas? And all that, all that, all those puzzle pieces on top of what you're going through just exacerbates it tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, in how we think about it, we we can think about it um, as the the joy of the season and what we're getting to do, uh, or rather, what we have to do and what mm -hmm. we're not getting to do any longer. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that you've clued into the thinking. We often talk about the stories that we tell ourselves. Right. And we can tell ourselves stories. I, I could come to what comes to mind is, um, you know, you've got two families that are separated now because of divorce. And maybe before you've been invited to a particular holiday party and now you're not. And the story you're probably telling yourself is what? Uh, I'm, they're not inviting me because I'm getting divorced. Right. Yeah. I guess they're not my friends anymore, or I guess I'm not their friends anymore. They picked her over me or him over her. Right. So those stories that we're telling ourselves, that thinking, um, really can influence how our, our actions. And we, often we talk about the think-feel-act cycle, that we don't really realize that thinking comes before our feelings, comes before our actions. And typically we just think, well, I feel this way, so I'm acting this way. But we don't mm -hmm. realize there's some little story we're telling ourselves. So mm -hmm. if I'm hearing in that, it's, it's, um, there's a lot to it. You, there's not just one answer. It's, yeah, I think it's really kind of a, a triangle, so to speak. I mean, to be able to put your shoes in the other person and put yourself in the shoes of the other person is really what we call active listening or you know, listening to what the other person's saying. 
taking yourself out of the picture and hearing what they're saying and then trying to repeat back to them what they are saying to make sure you understand, to make sure your lines of communication are clear. Um, The second one is communication, which is opening up a two-way path and not prejudging everything that the other person says. Actually, letting it be said first. Think about what is said. If you don't understand what is said, then, then ask them, explain it to me. Tell me why you're thinking that way. So that you can better, if you better understand what the other person wants or is thinking or what their fear is or what their concern is, you understand that, then you can come up with ways that can uh, diffuse those concerns and fears. And then you can both maybe get your way. And then lastly, flexibility. The holidays are a terrible time for splitting up kids. During the school year, you've got the hot, you've got your standard visitation schedule, but then Thanksgiving pops in and it's different. And then Christmas pops in and it's different and it breaks everything up. Everybody feels like somebody's getting a better deal than them with the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for going back through those again. I think it's important as somebody's driving around in their car, maybe listening, they're like, hey, wait, these are three great tips. I want to write those down again. Um, Putting yourself in someone else's shoes, thinking about them and what they want, communication and flexibility, folks. We're talking about divorce and the holidays how to manage that. We're here with Craig Haston, a family law attorney, and we're gleaning lessons from him, from his 30-plus years of success, seeing people move through divorce well and move through it not so well. We want you to move through it well if that is what you're going through. So stay tuned. You'll hear more in the next segment. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. The holidays are quickly approaching, and for those divorcing, it can be an extra challenging time. It's even more challenging when alcohol is involved. Our friends at Soberlink want to help. Soberlink has teamed up with divorce and family law experts to provide information that can provide you peace of mind during the holidays. Soberlink is the solution for those going through a divorce and a custody case involving alcohol. Soberlink works hard to keep children safe, offering a remote alcohol monitoring system that is the gold standard because of its technology. 
Soberlink is here to help. Don't miss out on their free guide for the upcoming holiday season. Request yours today at Soberlink.com slash DCH. Divorce isn't easy or often wanted. Sadly, it happens. When it does, it's possible to walk through it so the results are healthier than would be otherwise. How? Through a unique divorce solution that works. At Divorce Strategies Group, their mediation process helps divorcing parties settle their differences without the long, drawn-out battle and promotes a cooperative win-win environment. It's a smarter way to divorce. When divorce touches your life, contact the Divorce Strategies Group. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at DivorceStrategiesGroup.com. And welcome back. You're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. Thanks for being here with us today in the midst of the holiday season. We are joined by Craig Haston. He's a family law attorney here in the Houston. You're back. Again. This time in the studio. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I think, You're not well, in the I've mountain. Been, I was here live were, uh, the last yeah, time, but yeah, yeah. I think the one before that, it was hit or miss from the mountains. I'm actually yeah. leaving in a couple of days I know to head you, back up there. I know you are. I yeah. was talking to your beautiful daughter, and she was reminding me that you are headed to the mountains again. Yes. So be safe and enjoy that. We're talking about divorce and the holidays, and of course, you being a family <laughs> law attorney uh, for now more than 30 years, you've seen a lot. And what we're really trying to do today is talk about um, success tips uh, and I know it's kind of a little weird to say success as we talk about divorce, but we want you to move through divorce well. It's not a time I don't believe any of us really want. It happens. And so our goal here at the show is to move you through it in a healthier manner than uh, would be otherwise. And so now bring in the holidays and you amp up that level of stress and anxiety. And in the first segment, we got to, um, I think, a cool way to think about this, some tips that can help you kind of looking at it as a triangle as you're moving through this season amid divorce is looking at on one uh, side of the triangle is stepping into the other person's shoes, thinking about them, not kind of living in the me, 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 I, I, I show as I talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Then also think about communication and and we can step into a little bit more about that. But what we talked about there was active listening, Mm -hmm. which is uh, listening to understand and not talking while others are talking and really trying to, well, just to be tried, understand what they're saying. And repeating back to them what they said to you to make sure you understand what they said. Very well said. Yeah, Yeah, uh, definitely. And and flexibility uh, is what we're going to dive into, too, here. Uh, flexibility, you as the spouses working with another, flexibility with your children and extended family. Before we go to there, Craig, I wanted to just go back to um, especially communication because that active listening is a developable skill. So, folks, if you, you're just hearing this for the first time, act, active listening you can Google it, you can research it, you can take classes on it, you can practice it. As a coach, this is one of the main skills we work on um, in every class I take is uh, listening and speaking less, listening more. And then, as you said, Craig, is repeating back to make sure you have that understanding. So I just want to give you guys some encouragement and some hope that you can learn how to do this. And would you I like would, to do a quick example? Sure. So I'm I'm the spouse and you're you're the lawyer. 
Okay. 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 <laughs> I, I'm just so upset. I, I don't. I, I mean, I I want to take the kids to the mountains for for vacation, and I just know she's not going to let me, and I'm so angry. Okay, so I I hear that you're angry, and I hear that uh, you want to take the kids to the mountains, and um, you're you think that she's not going to let you. That's right. That's what I think. Okay. Now, can we stop that little yeah. <laughs> exercise? Well, and, and, and the thing the thing there to understand is is that my preconception right. of what she's going to do or say without even actually talking to her about it, without any one of these three keys. Maybe she would say yes if I if we only were flexible on the dates. Maybe she would say yes if I only try to put myself in her shoes and understand what her concerns about me taking them out of town for. So that's why I want to do that, because to show once you understand what the person's saying, then you can plug them into this triangle of communication, flexibility, right. and active list. Continue and active listening is an ongoing process. You don't just do it once; you continuously right. do it. Absolutely, and as a coach, and that that was a little hard exercise for me because I'm wanting to go into coach mode, and I'm I'm starting to want to as you you as the client ask you questions about that and kind of start digging deeper and understanding really what your motivations are. Right. Uh, and so, um, but it's it is in just. This is what I heard you say. Uh, do I understand that correctly? And they'll tell you right or wrong, hopefully. Right. Yeah. And then once you know what they're really thinking, you can delve into the, motive, the, the feelings behind that. And then you can begin to dissect it and, and calm it down and find right. an answer. Well, even in that, you said, I know she is going to tell right. me that. And I rephrased it. I didn't say, you know that. I probably should. Uh, but I said, you believe that she is going to. No, that's you did it correct. Or you think based on the information you have. Right. right. And and then that leads them it leads you into the conversation about the fact, well, you could get more information. Right. Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is is what we're trying to help them is gain awareness in that right. I know this is the case. Well, maybe it's not. Yeah. Right. So folks, as you can see, it can be or, or here rather, it's uh, can be a little challenging even for skilled professionals in it and and so uh, certainly take that into consideration. Um don't be afraid of trying because I would think your best efforts are are better than not trying. Right. So. And one thing we always need to remember is that when people are stressed out or they're in a they're having feelings of emotion, they almost never say what they really mean. It's not that they do it on; they're not doing that on purpose. It's just that they don't know that they're not saying what they really mean. They're saying it based on all the years of how they've been raised and their social uh, impact that they how they've been raised. But if you can break down what they're saying into what they really mean, right. then you can get to the heart of the issue, and then you can re- help them solve and resolve. And oftentimes, when they're in that emotional state, too, they're coming from. Uh, no awareness, no slowing down, no thinking, not realizing that they're living in their story. And so when we help them slow down and look at each of those pieces of the conversation, mm-hmm. oftentimes we get that what? Oh, I didn't even realize. Right. So, so true. can be helpful. Uh, so flexibility. Uh, I know that that's an important area we want to focus on. Tell us about how flexibility can help folks moving through divorce and the holidays. Well, if any of your listeners have ever thought about divorce and they've ever gone to see a family law attorney to even get information about it, they will have heard about the standard possession order, which is our default possession schedule that everybody gets. Uh, If you settle your case, you can deviate from it. But if you go to trial, somebody's going to get 
basically a standard possession order, and I won't go into the details. But with regards to the holidays, one parent's going to get the entire Thanksgiving holiday, then the other parent will get the first part of Christmas, and then the other parent will get the back part of Christmas, using December 28th at noon as the dividing day. Now, that's a cookie cutter, right? I mean, it's right. a one size fits all. Everybody gets, the, every, you walk in, you know, you get a standard possession order and you get a standard possession order, like Oprah's handing them out. <laughs> but the, it, the, the problem is, is it doesn't fit everybody. So for a lot of people who who, who have ups and downs and bumpy things, and uh, they will just go ahead and do a standard possession order. And here's why. Because what we tell them and what the judges tell you and what everybody who does family law will tell you is, this is your order, but the very first line says, in the absence of mutual agreement, the parties will follow this possession schedule. So what we want you to do is put this aside, if you can, use it maybe as your framework for your possession schedule, and come to mutual agreement, which leads us back to communication flexibility. So if, you, if your family isn't a big Thanksgiving family, but your spouse's is a big Thanksgiving family, then maybe there's room for negotiation because your family's a huge Christmas Eve family. And you'd love to have Christmas Eve, but this isn't your year to have the first part of the year. So then when you understand what the other person wants, they understand what you want, How it's you both can have what you want if you're just willing to be flexible and push aside the hard, cold rules that you've been given because you're allowed to. We're adults. That order is something that is there when you can't agree, but we want you to agree. So using that active listening, what I heard in there is you've, you've got the standard possession order, but putting that aside, you really want folks to come together and find something that works for their unique situation. Correct. But yeah. if they can't, they go pull that out of the file and they go to that. Correct. But yeah. in coming to, and I say this often, divorce is unique to everyone going through divorce. And even if you were to try to say, no, it's not, you know, some divorces are the same. You've got two different people, two right. different mindsets, two different families. So it's unique in every situation. So I can understand where you want them to work together for the betterment of the family, the betterment mm-hmm. of themselves. And so you want them to work together. Uh, one of the things that I often say, um, and that's kind of what I was hearing in there, if if they hear what the other person wants, and they know what they want, so they gain clarity first, awareness and clarity, then they can decide based on uh, those wants, those needs, those desires, uh, what they'll concede to, that negotiation, that flexibility. Like you just said there, okay, well, Thanksgiving is not as important to me and to my family as is Christmas, so let's be flexible. I'll concede to in this situation uh, so, for example, so why don't uh, your family loves Thanksgiving? So why don't even though it's my whole week, why don't you have the day before Thanksgiving through Saturday? Yeah, and uh, and then you know how much we love Christmas. So why don't I have the day before Christmas Eve through Christmas Day at two o'clock? Yeah, even though that's technically your Christmas. Now you both get what you want. You both the kids get to see whichever family members that you want them to see, uh, and you meet everybody's uh, the rest of your family, all the people in the shadows who are tugging at your at your you know your coat trying to say, yeah, "Well, get right. the kids over here," um, and it you can really come to some great agreements if both sides are willing to, but it requires both sides. 
Yeah, key there. It requires both sides, but I think there um, it requires looking beyond the yourself. It requires looking at the greater good, not only today, but 5, 10, 20 years down the road for your children, for your family, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of things that just came to mind is if you help others get what you want, you get what you want. And it's a creative opportunity to look at possibilities. And these are words that we love in coaching. And it it can be creative. It can be unique to your situation. And then everybody gets what they want. Folks, that's really what we're wanting to do here is to help you uh, gain some important tools. We're here with Craig Haston. He's a family law attorney here in the Houston area. Many, many years of experience. And we really hope that you're noting some of these things so that you can have a more joyful season And as you move through divorce, everything is much healthier and happier for you and your family. Come on back. Here's today's two-minute tip. According to the American Institute of Stress, divorce lands second to death on a list of stressful processes a person can experience in his or her lifetime. There's no sugarcoating it. Divorce can be a very, very tough thing to undergo. Add to that the holidays and the stress can be amplified, to say the least. Here at the Divorce Coaching Hour, we want to not only help you through divorce, but also through the holidays. And so that's why recently we've been talking to specific divorce professionals to provide you ideas and information that you can implement to alleviate some of that divorce and holiday stress. Make sure to go back and listen to any of the shows you've missed, and you can find them after they've aired wherever you get your podcast. In today's two-minute tip, I want to again share an overarching idea I hope you take to heart. It comes from a book called Conscious Uncoupling by Catherine Woodward Thomas. In it, there's a creed, and I must say a very good one to hold on to and enact when you are traversing divorce, no matter the season. Just one line from this creed is this, in the midst of our pain, we strive to do the right thing for the right reasons, allowing our ethics to triumph over our emotions. I share this one line with you because as you move through the holidays, you may find that your increasing stress level leads to your emotions taking over and thus you not doing the right thing. It's a real possibility. And so for today's tip, as you navigate the holidays and the stress they can bring, let's set our minds on this. Let's strive to do the right thing for the right reasons, allowing our ethics to triumph over our emotions. I pray this two-minute tip supports you in this challenging time. And if I can support you through divorce and the holidays, please email me at christy at christymendelow.com. And remember to keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. It's the holidays, friends. I can't believe it. It's already here. Uh, just moving so quickly. Let's uh, let's take a breath and um, let's just uh, be with the holidays. And I know you may be wondering, what, what are we talking about here on the Divorce Coaching Hour? Holidays. Well, you've, uh, you, you've got to think about it. You've got divorce happening in your life, potentially. Maybe you're thinking about it. Um, maybe you're in the midst of it. Maybe you're moving through it. And now the holidays are here with the busyness of the season. You've got um, the amped up expectations, the obligations, parties, things to fit into the schedule, kids' parties, presents to buy. Oh, my. You're (laughs) stressing me out right now. I know, right? (laughs) So as I started the segment, you know, let's breathe, folks. We'll get through it, and we're here with Craig Haston to give you tips and tools to help you get through it. Craig's a very experienced um, family law attorney, 
and he has seen people move through divorce well and not so well. And we're taking that experience and expertise that he has and and bringing in the holidays and talking about that. Our goal is really to help you glean some tips that can um, that you can start right away that can help you move through this time this season in a better, healthier manner. And so we've been talking about um, putting yourself in the other person's shoes. We've been talking about communication and communication tips. And we talked about flexibility and how kind of those, all those three things work together in a triangle to help people move through this season of divorce and the holidays. And we talked a lot about in the um, previous segment, we talked about spouses working together, essentially for the greater good of the family or the children. Now let's talk about, okay, we've got that down. We've tried some tips and tools, but now let's throw in, hey, kids want things. Extended family wants things. What do you do now that you've, you've got your, your plan set, but now the kids are saying, well, I want to be with dad instead of doing this, or I want to go here, or I don't want to do anything. Uh, I want to sit in my room um, because I'm sad. Or the extended family, well, we usually get, you know, the kids for cookie making day. What do we do? Craig? Well, we act like parents. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> the I, harsh truth. <laughs> remember, it's it's my marriage, good or bad. Um, it's my spouse or soon to be ex spouse, good or bad, and my mom or my dad or some member of my extended family who dislikes my spouse and they want to be on my side, who want to fill my mind with all kinds of reasons for why I should change plans and come see them. I have to remember that I'm not married to them mm. and I don't share children with them. So I need to stay focused on being the parent and making the decision and not letting what we call these shadow people get into our heads and fill our heads with things that we know aren't true. We just know aren't true, but it feeds us because it makes us feel cared about. And we have to stand strong against that. It's great to have people to support you, but they're only going to hurt you in your relationship with your, your spouse because you have to have a relationship with this person after this case is over because you share children together. Yeah, that co-parenting thing. Um, and uh, I remember shows ago we had Tom Stevens on the show, and I said, uh, successful co-parenting, and he laughed. <laughs> <laughs> but after a while at another show, he realized what I was talking about, that there can be successful co-parenting, even though co-parenting is not necessarily the ideal situation but you you can be better good at it. Right. And yeah. so you're absolutely right. We need to look at, hey, this is this is what my focus needs to be. So I got to imagine there needs to be some uh boundaries set. Well, definitely uh, those boundaries and of course you need to have enough um ability in you to be able to tell that family member, look, I'm I'm an adult. I have a lawyer. I've been advised this. I'm able to make my own decisions. I'm I'm doing the right thing. I know what needs to be done. And then secondly, when it comes to kids, kids, as we all know, are all about themselves. And quite often the kids play both ends against the middle with their parents. And the kids want what they want. And if we focus on giving the kids always what they want, then things will just become mayhem. Right. Children need to be parented. And they have to understand that the parents get to work out the plans. They may listen to the kids. They may both be interested in what the children says, the children say, but the children don't get to make the rules. And the parent, you know, often you have one parent who is 
who wants to cater to the children or you have the other parent who's never had a great relationship so they they over cater to the children because they want to get them on their side they want to gather you know gather their little team over to their side but a, a really good parent a person going through a divorce who wants to have good relationships with the other spouse and work through all these problems so that the next time you have something you want they will be willing to share with you is to remember that the children are the children and we have to talk to the other parent and we have to work things out not let the children dictate to us the way things are going to be yeah i th- great advice um what i'm hearing in there is first you've got to be clear on who you are um and something that's uh, we often talk about in coaching and i've heard from other people on the show too is um keep in mind who you want to be when this is all over good point yeah and if if you're coming from that perspective or down the the road then that really shapes your choices well i, I the way i try to think of it is and and think maybe this is why i've been married so long is that if you look if you look way down the road you're going to see a bunch of little tiny bumps in the road but if you look down at the next one-eighth of a mile, you're going to see some giant potholes and some really big hills and things are going to look insurmountable. But if you can look past all that, look down the road, those things get smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you realize that they're just each one little small thing that you can get over. You know, put it, I guess what you're doing is putting it, that's, I guess that's really, I'm saying put it in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a number of different things that I've heard about that can help you do that, kind of think about it as a a target. Look 20 years, 10 years, five years, and what matters today versus what matters 20 years down the road, really. Because the children don't start stop being your children when they turn 18. Right. You're always, <laughs> they're always going to be your kids. And if you if you set proper boundaries now – and you set proper communication now, if both parties want to have a relationship from then on as parents, they're gonna it's gonna pay off well for them in the future, even when their kids become adults and have children of their own. Yeah. Because your kids then will feel comfortable having both parents at their weddings, at right. their special events, and they don't have to split themselves. And all that starts with the early part of the process and communicating early and developing a good mode and method of communication. So I want to go to that communication, but before we do that, you kind of referenced goals. And I know as a collaborative uh, divorce attorney, you work a lot with goals with your clients. Right. Yes. Why do you think it would be important for clients to set goals even through this holiday season? Well, setting goals helps you focus on what's what what you really want and then then you also think about your concerns and your interests. You have to think about them all three together because your concern you have you have goals of I want to take the kids to Maui for the whole holiday even though it's not I don't get all of Christmas. Right. So that's your goal. But my concern is my spouse will never say yes. Uh and my interest is that my children get to have the special trip that they've always wanted. So uh I, I want to take them on that trip. I've been promising it for a long time. My concern is my spouse won't let me go. So what do I do to achieve my goal? I address my concern. How do I address my concern? Well, in that case, I would say start a year early. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because planning. that's a big, it's planning, communication, 
It's not presupposing what the other person's going to think. It's keeping open lines of communication, letting and, and and putting it on the table. Transparency. Here's what we th- would like to do. What are your thoughts? Everything's coming back to that communication. And folks, this may take us into the last segment, but I'm going to get back to that communication question that has been brewing in my mind. And this may be putting you on the spot a little bit, but I know you've 30 years of experience in dealing with people amid divorce, a very uh, conflicting time of life, uh, uh, but tough conversations. What would you say to someone who needs to have that conversation that may be tough for them to the children that we've been talking about? No, it's not going to be this way or the extended family who I want the kids this way. Well, when it's when it's children, remember, your kids are always going to love you and children like boundaries, even though they don't think they do. And they're going to appreciate it in the long run. I've found that to be true raising my own kids. I've seen it over and over in people that I've worked for as clients and the way they handle their children. So setting these boundaries and setting the children's goals and setting their expectations, really setting their expectations. Um, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to try to do the things that I think you might want to do, but I'm, you're not going to always get what you want. And then with people who um, who are external members, is you just have a frank conversation with them and you say, well, I just can't talk to my mom like that. But you say, um, mom, when you tell me that he's just a crazy animal and I should never have married him, how do you think that makes me feel? Yeah, and And I can imagine. uh, So as I mentioned, this might take us into the last segment, and I think it's important as we will pick this conversation up because I think people shy away from having these frank conversations because they don't, they simply just don't know how to. Right. Uh, and so, folks, um, stay with us. Uh, we're going to continue talking about divorce and the holidays as we wrap up this series. And we're talking about communication. It can be something that makes us shake in our shoes. And, and so Craig here with many years of experience will help us. So come on back uh, and you'll hear the rest of that story. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know. I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts, under the Programs tab on KKHT.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. 
you're back with the Divorce Coaching Hour, and we're glad you're here. We're talking to Craig Haston today. We're talking about divorce and the holidays and how to navigate it all. And we left you uh, with a cliffhanger in the last segment. Uh, and and we want to wrap up the end of the story of what we were talking about. We were talking about effective communication um, and, and how to handle that, knowing that uh, sometimes people don't know necessarily how to handle tough conversations with um, not only kids, but extended family. And so, Craig, you had started off talking about a situation with a mom and a mom kind of wanting what she wants with regards to the grandkids. And can you help us pick up where we left off? Yeah, I think I think what I left off with saying was like, Mom, when you say that, do you understand how it makes me feel? Yeah. And what I'm what I'm showing there is that you're reversing the act of listening. You're making the other person engage in active listening, even though they don't even know they're doing that. Right. You're asking them to take a moment to reflect put themselves in my shoes and try to think about how that might make me feel. What a failure I am to have picked that person that you hate so much now. You're not making me feel better by taking my side and denigrating my spouse. You're making me feel worse. And the more that you try to support me in the manner of tearing the other person down, the more that you just actually make me feel bad about myself. Yeah, I think sometimes people may think by saying maybe not so nice things about the soon to be ex-spouse or ex-spouse that they're kind of being on your side and helping you. But in fact, whether you like the person or not, uh, it it doesn't help the your your child. It, and it and it makes you feel judged as the person that's being spoken to. Yeah. You ever, have you ever had a, a fight with your spouse and um, you go to your child and you say something maybe that's really kind of inappropriate because you want your child to be on your side in this situation and you see their little eyes kind of like go down to the floor, you just said something mean about their mommy. Yeah. And you just pushed them to their side. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. When you're, when I, I learned a long time ago, even if I didn't like the spouse of my client, don't engage in active, tear, actively tearing that person down. It's like, it's okay for me to hate my spouse, but right. it's not okay for you to hate my spouse. Yeah. You're here to do a job, Mr. Haston, to get me divorced from this person. I'll, I'll do the hating you do the advising. Right. And it's all kind of the same thing. They want We want support and people want support. And the way to give them support is to tell them you're there for them. But don't try to make them change who they are and don't try to put what you want and what you need because, into the situation because it's not your life. It's not your separation or your divorce. It's really interesting as I've studied more and more and more in coaching, what I've learned is even though people come to an attorney or a coach or a counselor for advice, they really don't want it. That's, I, I, I find that everybody's different. I have some people who lip, listen rapturously to every golden nugget that comes out of my mouth. I have other people that want to sit and talk for an hour and a half, and I can't even ask them if they want a cup of coffee. I have other people that sit there and nod, yeah, yeah. They go, oh, yeah, 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 okay. Mm-mm-mm. And I can tell not a single thing is getting through that titanium skull of theirs. So every, everybody's different, and I have to find different ways to reach them and communicate with them and understand the personality I'm dealing with. And I would guess uh, what you're ultimately doing is finding what works for them in their unique situation and how you're you're being flexible. You're actually applying this triangle the, the whole time, thinking about, okay, what do, they, what do they need to hear? What do they want to hear? 
Um, how can I be flexible with my communication? How can I be flexible with the way I do things and help them get what they want? And it, it, we're learning from you. I mean, the only way I can help people is if I understand how to communicate with them. And yeah. so that job doesn't fall on them. That job falls on me. Yeah. And it's it's not an easy job. It's an important job. I think one of the things uh, we were talking on break, you mentioned um, open questions. Right. I think we were talking. One of the things you mentioned very early on was planning, Pl- and mm-hmm. I think you've mentioned this in some of your other shows about planning for the holidays or right. planning for big moments. Um, and I, I was joking around about saying start a year early. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, it's true. You know, camp for kids, summer camps, you have to you have to plan it almost a year early. Well, and that so, trip to Maui too. You need to plan it for next Christmas, not right now. Don't spring it on someone right now. Right. And you don't just plan it and say I've got tickets and hey. This needs to happen, and when the when your spouse or ex spouse says, "No, it's not," don't be surprised. I was going to take um, them to the mountains. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if they say no, it's the fact that you made this decision. You didn't consult them, them. You didn't bring them into the situation. So, open ended questions are things like a year in advance. Is, hey, have you given any thought to? I know it's a long way away, but have you given any thought about how we should handle the holidays this next this next year? No, I haven't really. That's a long way down the road. Why do you ask? Well, now you've opened up a floor for conversation. Right. Well, I've I've given some thoughts. You remember how the kids always said they wanted to go to Hawaii? And you, I mean, I, I'm kind of into Hawaii. I've always felt maybe that wasn't like your thing. So I really kind of wanted to take them to Hawaii. And I was just wondering what you thought about it. Love it. And and then you you when you hand the power over to the other person giving them that power, then they can ask questions. When is it? How much does it cost? Are they going to miss school? Is it going to affect my visitation? And then you're involved in active listening. You're listening to their concerns. You're listening to their interests. And you're also knowing what their goals are. So you can say, I'm flexible on the dates. Uh, No, they won't miss school. Let's work with that. What are you planning to do so I don't interfere with your plans? Or what can I give up to help you do what you want to do? And before you know it, it it feels so good because magic just happened. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the key words that popped out to me when you said the first question was what we, what what are you thinking about how we should handle it? And, you know, there's not necessarily a we, you know, in a marriage situation any longer, but there are still always is the we when you have kids mm-hmm. and that co-parenting. And so it wasn't like, the the I statements that we can often say, I'm going to do this. And so it was very um, unifying versus uh, separating. Yeah. And so we. And that works so well as a mediator, too. I find that all the time as a mediator. I never tell people what they have to do, because if I do, they shut down and they their brains close down. But when I come in and I say, well, what do you think we should do with this retirement plan? I already know what they should do with the retirement plan. I've done a, I've done a hundred of these mediations on this with this exact type of retirement plan, but I'm not going to tell them because they may actually come out with the exact idea about what I already right. know they should do. Exactly. And then you can reinforce their thoughts once they do come out with the right idea. Idea. And if they come out with something close, you can help steer them towards the right thing. And once it becomes their idea, you reinforce it, and then they feel their ownership of that agreement makes them feel good about it. Absolutely. And you may know this. I'm doing a lot of study on this right now. But uh, you said makes them feel good. It actually does release 
the happy hormones. It, it uh, does. It's a dopamine releaser. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When people come to their own decisions. So mm. that's kind of going back to when I said people come to you for advice, but they really don't want advice. They really want to come to their own decisions. They want your help to get there. Mm-hmm. And so you, you do that fabulously well. And you've given us so much great information here, folks, that triangle, communication, flexibility. And, and you know, when we think about putting yourself in someone else's shoes, you know, the thing I like to, to encourage people to do is think about how would I like to be treated? And you want to treat people the way that you would want them to treat you. And so as we come to the wrap-up of this series and this show, any final thoughts, Craig? i just like to sing a Christmas carol. Okay, go no, for I'm it. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that on my own time. I, I, my final thoughts are this. Uh, for everybody who's out there who is thinking about going through a divorce or is separated, who is having problems with their other spouse, I hope the things that, that we've talked about today – uh, these are things that I've found through my training and my experiences over the years work like magic in communicating with other people. Don't make it about yourself. If you can take it out, take it away from it being about you and make it about them, you will get so much more. I'm not saying lay down, lay down and be run over, right. but you, it's okay to open up and let the other side see your vulnerability because they are going to want to help the more that you let yourself the more that you open up with those open-ended questions like, what can we do? What are your thoughts? Give the other side the power to be part of the communication and the conversation. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of um, power struggles if you don't. And so when working together to help them feel like they're included, that we word again, I think um, reminds me of some classes and things I used to teach about is uh, more we, less me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so um, coming together, working together, being transparent, being vulnerable, and and others feel like they're included and then they have some power and say so. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do want to say this as we wind down. Even though you are going through difficult times at this point in your life, whether it's for because you're in a divorce, you're thinking about divorce, you're in a verbally abusive situation, there are, there are bright bright moments in each day. In this, and there's bright moments in this season, and I hope you find them. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a great New Year. Amen to that. And folks, um, you know, that's what we're here to do. Uh, myself as a divorce coach, Craig as an attorney, is to help move you through this, um, to find joy even amid the hard times. And I hope the same. I hope the same that you find um, some joy, some moments of joy looking in, you know, the, the smiles of your children, the times with family, even though it can be a little stressful. And I, I will just say this, if you look for it, you can find it. And folks, so uh, thank you, Craig, for being here with us and sharing all your expertise. Well, thank you once again, and I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. And folks, we wish you the best. And I'm just so grateful that you've been with us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mindelow, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.